Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jill Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hi, everyone. It is Jamie Jill right here at Mad Lit Musings Podcast, and I am recording from a remote location, so everything's a little bit different today. And I have Sarah Monson with me, who is going to roll with the punches, and really glad you're here with us, Sarah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is great because it's a perfect time of year to be talking about your book, which is probably why your book just released, but it is called All's Fair in Love and Christmas. So, and it released from Bethany House Publishers in September. Yep, September 5th. Awesome. Sounds good. So, you know, the question all the authors love to answer tell us a little <laughs> bit about your book. <laughs> um, okay. okay, well, um, it is obviously a holiday book, a mm -hmm. holiday romantic comedy. So, hopefully, if somebody reads it, they can get a couple chuckles in here or there. Um, it is basically about um, an office that um let's see if this was like um 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 right I know it's hard it really is hard. readers don't know how hard it is to answer the question what's your book about <laughs> nice but you know it's like it's an entire book and you're supposed to say it in like two sentences you I know, know I know it's horrible okay so this office romance okay <laughs> okay so uh the main character is Mackenzie, and she's worked there for quite a while, but she uh, is has social anxiety. Uh, mm -hmm. So she just kind of keeps to herself, does her job, and that's it. Um, she does have a little office crush, but she's more of like the wallflower that just admires from afar, um, that sort of thing. However, there is a promotion and um, it's for some odd reason, this promotion always comes up at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, not the same promotion, obviously, right. but a promotion always comes up at Christmas time. And the pattern is that it's not necessarily the person that's the best for the job that gets the job. It's the person that has the most Christmas spirit. Um, so in order to get the job, um, what she is up for, she has to basically out Christmas the other person, which is Jeremy, who is her little crush. So, I love that. Out Christmasing somebody. That needs to be a new term. I really like that. Yeah. I would get out Christmas pretty quickly. <laughs> probably not out Halloween. I was just going to say, I'll be doing out in Halloween, but uh, not Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I like the fact too, that you brought in the element of social anxiety. I mean, even though you're doing like a rom-com and everything's lighthearted, that's a really real thing for people. And I don't know that a lot of people understand that. Yeah. Or they, they might have a, you know, like, oh, they're just shy or something like that. It's, it's a lot more than just being shy. It is. Being an introvert. It's, it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you have to do research on social anxiety or have you experienced it? Or right is that my brain research right here. <laughs> to my own psyche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I, um, 
it's funny because you can take all these personality profile tests too on whether you're introverted or extroverted, et cetera. But I've found that the introvert and extrovert has nothing to do with social anxiety because yeah. I can go into some situations and completely be paralyzed. And my husband has sometimes looked at me and been like, you look so mean right now and <laughs> nobody would want to come up and talk to you. And I'm like, good. That was the point. Cause I can't talk to anybody. I'm petrified. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've used my, my children as an excuse to get out of social situations. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, sorry. I have to go. My kids need to whatever. Yeah. And they're fine. They, they like, being around other people and, and talking and things like that but mm-hmm. not so much yeah it can be intimidating there's no doubt well I love that Mackenzie um, experiences that just because I think a lot of readers will relate and it's so great to have that type of representation in books where you don't have these effervescent heroines that just right. throw themselves in situations yeah the kick butt like yeah it's Everdeen's which I love to read about because that's oh, not yeah. Well, I am, but you know, like, like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Jeremy. Does he have any issues, or is he just the perfect man? No. So the reason why they both um, want the promotion is mostly for the race. So, like, okay, uh, Mackenzie doesn't actually want the promotion, but her mom is um, in extended care for early onset dementia, so she needs the money. For, for that and Jeremy also he wants the job for for career um, advancement reasons but also he also needs the money he is raising his uh, twin niece and nephew who are uh, preteens his sister and her husband had died in a car accident when they were uh, just toddlers so he's been raising okay. himself Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. got his life like lined up and planned you know he's got his five-year plan his 10-year plan his 15-year plan he's you know and and to win the promotion he's got his Christmas plan on this day he's doing this and on this day he's doing this and (laughs) that his plans seem to happen the way that he hopes that they will I think it's kind of like a Christmas holiday ribbon unraveling of the plans yeah he definitely didn't plan on Mackenzie yeah well that's probably why the story is going to be really fun to read. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. So I noticed before I got on the podcast, I was looking at the book cover before I left my house and then mm-hmm. did the great responsible thing of leaving the book back at the house. But um, both of them are are holding coffee cups. Are they? In, they are. Like Wait, right hold now. on. Am I mixing your cover up with someone else's? I don't know. I'm going to go get it. Hold on. Go get it. Yeah. Now I need to know. I could be completely wrong. I probably am. No, no coffee cups. I mix. Oh, you know who I'm mixing it up with? Yes. Yours are holding stars. They're both holding candy canes. That's what it is. Okay. And then I was looking, I have your book and Rebecca Millette's book sitting next to each other. And both of them have that similar type of cover with those characters. Yes, yes. And they're holding coffee cups. Okay, sorry. But there's a shout out to Rebecca for everybody. But Yeah, I just got my copy of her book yesterday. So I'm yeah, excited. that one looks good too. So, okay. So yours are holding candy canes, which is also good because yeah, I like candy, candy canes. canes. With uh, lights like wrapped all around them. 
Okay. So I do have to ask, is that in the book where they get tangled in lights or is that just a book cover thing? They don't get tangled in lights. That um, would have been fun though. That's okay. Book number two. There you go, yeah. Sarah. Make it a holiday tradition. We always get a, get a Christmas book from Sarah Monson. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, uh, Melody Carlson already has beat me to that one. <laughs> yeah, she, she does like to do that. I was talking to her the other day about her Christmas novellas and, and books, but we can always have more. I mean, can you have too many Christmas romance mm. stories? I don't think so. I don't think so, but, um, okay. So they're both working in the same place. What type of job are they doing? Uh, they are graphic designers. Okay. Okay. So they both have an element of creativity to their souls, I suppose. Yeah. She's definitely more of uh, the creative aspect. That's why that's the part of her job she likes and why she doesn't actually want the promotion because the promotion goes more with like the customer service aspect, like going, you know, pitching to people and and things like Mm -hmm. that. And uh, he's better at that sort of thing than uh, sometimes his designs aren't quite up to par and he has to go back and fix some of them. (laughs) <laughs> I like Ask that. Aha. <laughs> Aha. And now they're competing for the same role in the company. That's, that's a tough one too, because I'm thinking about the situations that you've put them both in and their financial situations are to a degree like dire. Like, I mean, they're mm-hmm. actually care, caregiving financial situations. It's not like somebody's trying to save up for a new car. It's like, I right. need to support my niece and nephew and my. Yeah. Their- Which is why neither one of them can like step aside to let the other one have it. Right. Right. Oh, I ha- I was going to ask you, how did you resolve it? But that would be a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be a spoiler. <laughs> All right. We'll leave that question unanswered. You can avoid that one, Sarah. Okay. So is there, I mean, this is from Bethany House um, Publishers. So um, we know they're a Christian publisher. Is there a spiritual element to the book as well? Or is that just kind of organic? Both. Okay. I would with most, uh, the best spiritual aspects are usually organic. Yeah. But for this one, it has, it has to do with her social anxiety. Um, so she's always praying like, Lord, take this fear. You haven't given me a spirit of fear. Um, mm doing those Bible verses like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she feels like there's something wrong with her faith that she doesn't have enough faith because she's still feeling these, yeah. these things. And, and um, you know, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, so obviously something's wrong with her own faith. Mm-hmm. Um, that's her mindset. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did that because the, that's just something that's been perpetrated too much in church. Yes. Um, that people that have anxiety and other mental health issues, um, they have been told that too much, you know, that if you just prayed harder or if you just believed more, Mm -hmm. it would go away. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much like the spiritual message in there that there isn't a, you know, a correlation of your personal faith and the things that you're struggling with, that you can and should reach out for help. Absolutely. No, I wholeheartedly agree with that too. And I think it's, um, it's unfortunate that the church has sort of perpetrated that message too, because I think that's one of the great things about the grace of God is how he steps in where we are weak. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not that we have to somehow achieve some sort of strength to get our faith up to a particular level where trouble disintegrates, right? So yeah, and too many people that are in the pews and stuff then feel ashamed. Right. Um, don't want to 
to share their struggles because right. they're feeling judged or yeah. uh, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing worse than, um, I went through about of pretty severe depression when I was going through some major health issues about four years ago. And there's nothing worse than somebody coming up to you and just say, I'm praying that God will just increase your faith. And mm -hmm. this will just, cause you just feel really small mm -hmm. and you feel like everything that you've, um, fostered in your own spiritual life from day one to the day that you're in is just completely a waste of time. Cause you just somehow have failed as a believer. <laughs> and it's not encouraging. So, okay. So a little bit, not about your book, but in the concept of social anxiety and such, what is the best way in your experience to come alongside or encourage somebody who is struggling with those types of situations where they're nervous and it's not just shyness, but it is anxiety. Um, just be there for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, encourage them for like small steps. It doesn't have to be, I mean, they don't have to go out and like go do a speech to conquer their fear right. type of thing. You know, that would be very overwhelming, yeah. um, but just to be a safe space or so if there's a party or whatever and go with them and then stay by their side so that they're not, so there is somebody that they can talk to that they're comfortable with still. And it's not just right. like this. Whole, I do that with my husband all the time. We have to go places um, like with his job, there's, you know, Navy balls and things like that. And it's definitely not the place I'm most comfortable with because I usually don't know anybody. Um, yeah. So he's always really good about making sure that I'm, you know, next to him so that he can take care of most of the conversation. You know, I can just to say a word here or there. Yeah. Hearing rude, but I don't have to come up with something to say next. Right. I'm, right. Yeah. Cause your brain kind of goes blank too. Like it's it not goes, that you're not wanting to yeah, say anything. It goes blank. Uh, you, so you can't think of anything to say, uh -huh. even if it's the most mundane thing, you know, like uh -huh. the weather or whatever, you can't think of anything to say. And then if you do, as soon as you say it, then your brain's like, was that stupid? Did I say too much? Did I said something else. What are they thinking yeah. about me now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably nothing more comforting than when you get in your car and you start heading home. <laughs> it's just like my space. Kind of, but then your brain likes to replay everything. And be oh, like, and be yeah, like, I suppose. You should have said this or you acted really stupid or they're oh. probably thinking that you're whatever because of whatever yeah. you did. I mean, I don't know. It could be right, right. The most thing that really has absolutely no idea nobody is ever thinking of it except for you mm -hmm. yeah and then for you it probably sticks out like a you know a neon banner glowing over your head you know <laughs> oh man so okay so we have a book that is very Christmassy has a lot of rom-com also has some serious issues in it which I love I absolutely adore that because I love books that can tackle the hard while having fun I think that's a special yeah. talent I'd say it's like deep and not shallow. Oh, I love that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. That's so perfect. Deep and still light. I don't know. You can have a deep book that's not heavy. I think that's yes. Like. You can have a deep yes. book, but, not, but not, it's not heavy. It's still light. Right. Right. And then for readers who are listening to this podcast, there nobody dies in your books either. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no murders. There's no ghosts. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> violent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the most violent thing that happens is a uh, Christmas paper roll 
fencing, you know. Oh, I love doing that. I do that <laughs> with my kids every year. <laughs> I think that should be a Christmas tradition in all homes is sword fights or, yeah. With well, the... What else are you supposed to do with them? But have you, like, have you, you know, noticed, though? With a lot of Christmas wrapping now, they're not doing tubes. They're yeah. doing rolled up brown it's paper. Cool. That's little, yeah. They're still in a circle, so you can still do it, but they're yeah. definitely not. They're more flimsy. They are. Because like when I was a kid, I would club my brother on the side of the head with the heart, and then it would be an all-out war as to who could hurt the other one. Hurt. And now, yes. yeah, now it's just like, oh, my sword bent in half because it's paper. <laughs> probably did it for that reason. Probably. A lot of mothers complaining. <laughs> All right. Well, if readers want to find out more about your book and find out more about you, because you also have other books to your name, this is not your only one. Um, how can readers find out more about Sarah Monson? Um, they can go to my website, uh, sarahmonsonwrites.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, places like that. I like that. So, And they can find all the social media off your website then? Mm -hmm. yes. Perfect. That's good. Well, Sarah, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for being open about social anxiety and being a voice for those people um, who experience that. And um, this has just been fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. How do I end this? <laughs> now I'm just going to go back and ruminate. I'm like, oh, should you have said that? Should you have said oh, that? yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.